0: Welcome to episode number 38. How is everyone doing? Boom, there it is. Boom, boom. <laughs> so Happy you're here with goes. myself, Olu, Shual, Daniel, Pabilo. How's everyone's week been?
1: It's been great, man. Great as always. Can I can I just say a very quick thing before we jump into the topic and everything? Big, big, big. Big thank you to all our listeners. Thank you for all the engagement on Instagram. Thank you for continuing to support us on whichever platform you're listening to. I would highly, highly, highly recommend, and I would be deeply grateful, not just me, but Olu, Pabilo, Daniel. All of us would be very grateful if whatever platform you're listening to Take Flight Podcast on, please subscribe. Please give us five stars. Even if you think it's one star, give us five star anyway. And Please continue to support it. Tag us in your stories when you're listening to it. We're getting really great feedback, great interaction, and we just really hope it continues. So thank you so much for all of that. Indeed, indeed. So on this
0: week's episode, we are going to be talking about work-life balance.
1: This is is, is going to be interesting. (laughs) This is going to be an interesting conversation. I can't wait. wait.
0: (laughs) Um, And then the book review will be done by Daniel. So stay tuned and let's get started. So what is this word? Work life science. So this this mean? This
2: this this, this 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 conversation's around this because I have a friend and listener in um, in the US. And then we're having a conversation, and she was basically telling me, like, she's 25. Mm. And she was telling me, we're having on the phone, she's like, I was like, um, she starts, she, it's an hour and 15, or an hour and a half drive to work. So she leaves home around seven, I believe. And she gets to work for about 8
3: 8.30. One hour. Where is she? Where, where is she commute, what, what state? One, and where she drive?
2: Where Atlanta. In Atlanta. And is it
3: traffic,
0: yeah. yeah, ATL it's, baby.
2: Sometimes, it's, it's sometimes the traffic can it can be from an hour to an hour and a half, depending on traffic.
0: But it takes me an hour to get to work in London as well. In London, yeah, but, yeah, but, but, but driving, you, but yeah, you, but
2: it's, you drive, yeah, I drive. But that's, <laughs> what, uh, that's uh, traffic.
0: But traffic is traffic more. Yeah.
2: Okay, so seven. Yeah, I think she's at the house Roughly. by around seven o'clock, and then she doesn't get home till about eight thirty, because she's in the office till about seven. Uh, due to the nature of the business yeah people don't leave on time and they have an office in New York so people like the people in New York don't see it as a problem they just think yeah it's just normal 12 hour days blah 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 so I said to Roy from 7 to eight thirty, I thought I was bad but then she's telling me I was like so when do you live she goes I know right so she said oh it would be interesting for you guys to talk about work-life balance and how you manage things especially in your earlier 20s because typically speaking, when you're younger, you're, you're encouraged to really work hard as young professional to be recognized for promotions Mm. and to really be like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really part of this company. I want to succeed. I want to thrive. And that's the only way you're going to get promotions and to be noticed and to be recognized by senior management and for, to be put forward for opportunities. So she wanted our take on how did we navigate that? And also what is it like now? So yeah, that's the, Mm. that's the context to this conversation. I know you've got a lot to say, Pete and, and Ollie, so... No,
3: no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no I, think, I think we can all agree and we can set the scene by saying that, you know, work-life balance is a lie, it's a myth, and it doesn't exist. Um, and it doesn't exist in the, way in, which, in the way in which people think. And I think but, what,
2: people, what but, but, people... Wait, wait, think wait, stop there. Would you, was, you say it doesn't exist if you're... Unless you're like a philanthropist or like a, um, like a Bill Gates or Warren Buffett where the work-life balance is completely different because you're continuing to be uh, making money from your investments, et cetera, that you have that suitable balance where you can just offload and just kind of sit back and relax. But even what you just described there is not balanced.
3: You're shifting your priority from one to the other. So the mm-hmm. thing is what we, the thing, the first thing we, I think we have to do is, is debunk, debunk, sorry, uh, this entire um, concept of balance like what? Because I think people have this this notion of okay, balance is no work, like, no like yeah, either no work and then all play, or I don't do a lot of work but I play more. Listen, it's just it's so it's I think easy it's, to
0: have a work life balance when you don't work. Like
3: <laughs> you, you could use it like you can kind out like work the, it, anyway. the thing is, with that you're not working, so exactly that, is, is it balance? so it's not the balancing the balance act doesn't. um, it doesn't exist,
1: but P, you know, you know when you say that, just to understand a bit more, because I mean, I, I'm, I'm definitely leaning towards you. But say, if I was a listener, if I was to hear that, then I would think, oh, so does that mean P is expecting to work all the time? And I don't think that's oh. the message that you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. So,
3: yeah, no, and, and I think because um, I'm, I'm still trying to think, I'm still trying to sort of come up with more examples as to how people describe work-life balance, so what they expect. Mm. And I think, I think what, what, what we say it, is, before we get into Shaw's question, what would we what would we say the expectations are?
1: Mm.
2: I think for, for a, someone, I think for someone mm. in their the young twenties, and I think even when we're younger, you're thinking work-life balance. You're thinking, okay, I'm going to work during the day, and after work, after hours, I have time to myself to enjoy, mm-hmm. to do so whatever what, I, I want at, without I without, without the ramifications of being tired for the next day. Okay, so I start work at nine. Yeah,
3: and I work what I guess hard between nine to five, and then after five, I can do what I want.
2: But we all know I that working hard nine to five ain't gonna happen. But
3: I think everyone else, everyone has, <laughs> everyone has different
0: ways to say what the work life balance could look at. Like,
2: like for but, some so, people, so, so let me, me, let me, sorry, but, can, let me just, I just finish. The balance is to is the balance is like a whole kind of area for you to do what you want. Mm. It's not necessarily to do X Y Z. It's to do what you want mm. and to have enough time to do it. Mm-hmm. You know
3: what it is so.
2: You know, you know think, yeah, go
0: on, go
3: on. No, no. Jeff Bezos. Uh, they so they had, they they challenged him with this argument because, as you know, Amazon. They they especially in the startup days and even probably now, the working hours are crazy. There've been many employees that have complained about the working conditions, and I think he replied by saying, "It's not about work-life balance. It's about it's about work-life harmony." Um, yeah. so, and he I, I explained a bit more as well. But I think it's yeah, how you course, integrate.
0: Yeah, because so. When I think about it, so first, the question for the listener, I can relate to, because I went through a period of that time when I was a consultant for three years where the hours were crazy, would get into office at eight, you'd leave the office at maybe seven to go for dinner, then you'll be working from nine till maybe 11, 11pm. 11 and then you'll work Monday to Friday, Sunday, you typically do a half day as well. So you work half day. So I can relate with what that person is going through in regards to feeling like you're not having a, like a balance. Yeah. You know? But I, the way I try to think about it is work life balance does not exist. And I've seen more as a work integrating work with your life. Mm, so yeah. I, like, it's not about, cause I don't feel like she would care if she was doing those hours or even getting in later. If, Let's say one hour during the day, she can go and do some errands, do whatever she wanted to do, come back. It's like, how do you integrate the flexibility? The flexibility is what the mm-hmm. issue is. Like, if she had to work those hours but could go to Bali and do those, like, and work from there and still get the work done, she probably wouldn't be complaining. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do you have that work life integration where you can integrate harmony. work harmony,
1: harmony? Yeah, I like and that. I like that.
2: And I think that's the part where a lot of people struggle. But but then it's not necessarily people; it's the companies. Because no, we the, live... the
0: company's not going to solve this problem. And this is where I keep going back. Like, you know, like remember that episode when I was like, "Government, government, it needs to start to talk this <laughs> way.
2: No, no, but companies companies need to be companies need to yeah. encourage it. And if you don't see it from managers, your your immediate superior, how can you then say you want to do something? For example, a couple of weeks ago, there was that that kind of rainstorm in London and tube stations were closed because of flooding. Liverpool street was yeah. absolute manic. I was impacted to get home. Imagine the thousands of commuters that were impacted Yeah, and would people, but it's not even just that people face this on a daily basis, but yeah. companies don't say, you know, if you're, I know, of course, you choose where you want to live, you choose where you work. So no one's forcing you to do so, yeah. but at least allow some degree of flexibility to say, Oh, you can, you know, Some, you know, I know some companies, some managers like if you need to work from home, work from home. I don't care, you don't need to let me know, just you know, just work from home. I I trust you get the job done. There's always that element of trust until the trust is broken, but not everyone gives that same degree of flexibility to say, you know, it's my child's parents' evening on Tuesday. I'm afraid to tell my boss, can I leave an hour earlier? Because I don't know what they say, but then again, I stay in the office an hour every single day, mm -hmm. every five, three times a week.
0: Because unfortunately, Daniel is. Like if you leave that if you leave that decision to a commercial business, let's be honest. The, the way businesses work is let me try and get the most legally possible out of my employees. Like they're not gonna say, hey, let me figure out how to make Daniel Shuwalolupe more happy. No, it's gonna be how can I legally get the most out of this person for
2: how much but, I pay them. But I, I I agree, but also disagree because I feel like companies like like the likes of Google, Facebook, and these hmm. technology companies are starting to realise that, yes, they want to get the most out of you, but they also want you to feel a sense of belonging, that they want hmm. low, start, last, low staff turnover, that they okay. give you that flexibility to work hmm. wherever you want in the world as long as you get the work done. Hmm. Okay, yes And or I no. feel like, I, I said that because at now, at present, it might not see be a big problem, but come on, with these, millennials, well, we are millennials, but with that, the younger generation, and you know, their kind of work ethic, they don't want to do anything, but they want to get paid.
0: Yeah. In ten, and I think that's why so many companies are trying to focus on it, because in 10 years time, people are just going to say, screw it. Because, but if you look at, like, historically, what corporation's solution to work-life balance is, is what? Dress Down Friday. Like, like how the Dress Down Friday solve work-life balance? Like... It's one of those things, yeah. Corporations, even like in America, where they say, "Oh, we're not going to have a fixed amount of vacation time. We're just going to tackle
2: trust. Tuesdays.
3: We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna trust you." <laughs> in regards to- you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but in regards to, like in America, where they say we're not going to mandate how many vacation days you you actually take, we're gonna say you can take as ma- as many days as you want, as long as you get your work done. They've actually proven, stats has proven that. By them doing that, people take less days than what they when they had like the mandated days because people feel the pressure of no, I've got to show them I'm working, I need to show them I'm doing more than the other person. So in regards to that, for me, it's like it's less about work-life balance and it's how do you integrate your life, your work with your life, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, is how do you ensure that you are happy? Because for me, it's not about someone could do twelve hours shift, thirteen hour shift, but feel like they're happy. I would say that that person has got a work-life balance. Someone could do five hours, six hours, have zero flexibility and not be happy yeah. and say that their work-life balance is not, it's not there. So for me, it's work-life balance. Mm-hmm. And with our corporation, I remember, I can't remember the name of the guy that did this. We had a conference and this guy came to talk and I wish he used to work for Coca-Cola. Um, I can't remember his name, but he was saying that the problem with society is we try to juggle different balls, too many balls. And this is what I struggled with when it came to balance. So forget about work-life balance, but just balance in general. So this guy was saying that in life, you can only really manage, I think he said four, maximum five responsibilities. You can only fit four or five positions in life. So one of them would be your work. Work is one position that you have to carry. Next one could be sports. You might work out, go to a gym. That's a role responsibility. The next one could be your family. So family member. The next one could be um a father. Yeah. The next one you could then the problem you start to deal with when you get to juggling four balls is people then try to add on more stuff and then they say, Oh, I don't have work-life balance because you're trying to juggle so many balls, where you're like, Oh, I still want a social life, I still want to talk to my friends and everything like that. So then you reach a point where you're just overwhelmed and you don't feel like you have any balance because you're trying to juggle multiple balls. And I think if people just find a way to say, okay, one of the four roles in my life that I want to balance. So if it's work, if it's being an entrepreneur on the side, if it's family, friends, those are the four balls I can juggle. And then the rest of the stuff will have to, unfortunately, you have to put to the side, or unfortunately, not invest as much time as you want. But that's the only way you could truly be happy. In or oh, that's work for me, truly be happy and balance your life.
2: So. Okay, I want, I want to, I want to go back to to help you know this listener friend i can start by saying you know when i first started working post-university what it was like for me for working and to enjoy you know to socialize with friends to do whatever i wanted so my my core working hours are 8 a.m to 6 p.m monday to friday um and that's how it is so i would you leave sound, home get you don't home. sound like you're happy about that no, no, the working, <laughs> not, like, the working hours are long. I'm not gonna lie, the working hours are long. It's a general kind of feeling across the company. Um, so but the thing, but the well, the good and bad thing is, yeah, they're long, but for me, it's all I've known. I've never known a nine to five. So I've never known what it's like to have the extra hour in the morning or the um the extra hour in the evening. I've always worked eight or six. Mm. So or well, now I kind of do seven thirty to five thirty. Um, but so what i would do in evenings being being a single person i would fi- you know finish work go home go to the gym i very rarely used to meet up with friends during the week unless it was like a special event or a birthday it was very rare for me to do so uh in some instances i would go in know on a thursday evening i would see friends because i think okay friday is more relaxed there'll be some instances yeah i was late out on a thursday and into a friday i think one night i think i went out with um uh my manager was moving Department went out of a manager and some, some team members. I got home at 3 a.m. <laughs> had three hours sleep back in the office, seven, eight, bright and chirpy. You know, when you're chirpy because you're tired, but you're like this. Your eyes are glued to the screen. Eyes were glued. Um so but then weekend, so Friday Well, <laughs> Oh, that's funny, man.
3: <laughs> he said what is it? chirpy, bright. And... <laughs>
2: Yeah, you know, like you know, when you're even afraid to blink because you think you might sleep. <laughs> My eyes were like this, and it was the, it was a the thing is that Friday was a was quite a crucial day that because is we're going too much, to man. yeah. Um, so then yeah, so what I used to do sometimes on a Friday e- Friday evening, it might be something where friends doing something, but I might go to that. But I would go to the cinema by myself. That was something I used to look forward to every week was going to the cinema. By myself and watch a film.
3: It's sitting back in the on your ones.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On my ones, my jays. <laughs> and the thing is, I loved it because it was having such a busy hectic week, that whole routine. I got a time to sit down and be still. But what, what what used to what used to happen in the cinema was I'll fall asleep. <laughs>
0: That's, that, that's an expensive nap, you know.
2: <laughs> no. oh, yeah. no. is, <laughs> <laughs> that's
3: an expensive nap. <laughs> I'm done, I'm done. I knew it was coming. I knew that line was coming.
2: So I end up getting into the cinema and I've eaten. I'll sit down. Before like I always time just to finish oh, after, when the trailer's are on. Man. I think 10 15, 10, 15 minutes in, I'm out. <laughs> and then towards the end, five minutes before the end, I'm awake. And that's how he used to be. i remember so, equalizer.
1: Like,
3: bro. this is a bit of a sad life still, cuz I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. That is nah, B. it because nah, okay, No, no,
2: the okay, thing think is, about it.
3: The thing, is, the thing is, I can I can picture it now. Yeah, you kind of like dragging your heels to the cinema. No, nope, I used to look forward to it. So getting in pre-book at the cinema. I'll
2: sit, I'll sit on the right at the end of the row. So I pre-booked oh, the ticket. Oh, no, weeks, you oh, know, I pre, pre- booked the ticket, so I would sleep. I watched—I watched Equalizer twice because I slept let's, first. Let's, get, let's, get, let's and, get serious. Let's get serious. See, so I'd Friday week. Like, I'm not even lying. I remember one time, I think work people were saying they're going for drinks. I said, "No, nah, no, nah, I'm going cinema. I've got a ticket. I bought my ticket. I went cinema." <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: hey, oh, yo, 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 yo. So it
2: sounds like sounds like, sound like work was dra- was making you insane, bro. No, it was, it, for me, that was my me time. That was my time to unwind from the week. Uh, it was nice. You know, Friday will be my day off. I wouldn't go to the gym on a Friday. It'll be relaxed day, you know, have a good lunch. No pet lunch, have a good lunch. After work, I'm, not, I'm going to cinema, watching this film. Then I'm coming home. And then weekends, I would do X, Y, Z. But the weekends, I would often find myself, you know, meeting up with friends at the weekend or doing something or just relaxing and going to the gym and then Sunday church. And then back again for the next week. So my balance—that was my balance—and I was happy with that. And I found myself typically flying out or going away for weekends or going on holiday. So I always had something to look forward to. So my balance was okay. I'm working hard, but also I'm enjoying the, the, you know, the fruit of my labor by, you know, going away for a weekend, going to a different place, doing this, doing that, having this experience. So I wasn't too bothered. However, as time has gone on, and as I'm now married, that how it was going to the cinema by myself, isn't the same, but also the, you know, necessarily staying at work late isn't something I necessarily want to do. I want to get home. I want to be home with my wife. Now that my commute to work is longer is an hour and a half. I'm getting at home, you know, finishing work at five 30, I'm home at seven earliest. And if not then seven 30, but these and other commitments as well means that trying to balance work with life is somewhat difficult. But during the early stages where you want to be recognized for doing work, you want to be doing good quality work at work, you know, putting in the hours in to be recognized for all those promotions. Yeah. They've paid off and paid dividends, but would I say my, my life was at detriment? I would say no. But if I was to do that now, it would be. Yes. Mm.
3: No, so I think, so I think yeah. yeah, I think, I think, um, I think this work life harmony concept is is what people should be, um, Pay more attention to the work-life balance doesn't exist and i think with the work-life harmony as you mentioned all is how can we best integrate our personal life with our work life so what that effectively means is um taking your side hustle or your property stuff to work and finding an hour or two within your working hours to get that done um maybe find the time to speak to a friend during your working hours but that way you don't feel because otherwise if you if you don't try to do that you you feel like work is taking a lot of your life away um so and I think the other thing to, to this point is it's about managing expectations. I think a lot of times why we get to this point, where we think, oh, my God, man, like this work is just crazy. It's because we weren't told up front. This is what it's going to look like at certain times of the year. The way I, the way I look at it is I look at it over the course of, of a year, this, uh, January to December. And I've accepted that there will be times in, the, in, in certain times in, in the year where it's going to be 100 percent work. It's there won't be no time. There will be no time for friends. There'll be no time for for mm-hmm. play or no time to go to the cinema by myself. So, and then there'll be there'll be periods in the summertime periods where it will be hardly any work, but then a lot of time for for leisure, entertainment, friends, and holiday. And that's how. And I think that's the way we should perhaps look at it and approach it in the sense of understanding. The, this is why I go back to my uh, short question and, and the point. This is why I say balance doesn't exist because. At any one one point in a given time, it's either 100% fully focused at work or I'm actually fully focused on family time and friends. And I'm not trying to do both at the same time. There's a lot of, um, there's a book called, I think we spoke about it called uh, The One Thing by Gary Keller. And he talks about how this this concept of a balanced life is a myth. And some of the things that he says was, he showed a diagram and he says that, um, nothing great is ever achieved with balance right so magic happens on the extreme ends um and then he also says that when you act when you start acting on your priorities immediately you're out of balance so if you're 100 focused on work do, you're not focused on your friends so therefore and, and I think we need to understand this and 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 manage that expectation amongst ourselves and I think that's probably maybe a better way to go.
0: Sure what about yourself?
1: Yeah, I was trying to. I was kind of listening and reflecting a bit about my own um, experiences, and I think what's what's challenging, and that's why I laughed. Um, I think when Daniel said that the the millennial generation, even though we are millennials, but the younger people coming through don't want to work as much, but they want to earn more money. I'm not going to give my opinion on this, but I think the challenge is that we're kind of in we're kind of in the middle of our previous generation. If you think about our parents or maybe people a little bit older than us, the idea was you need to work very very hard to get that promotion to secure that job. And then the generation coming after who have seen companies like Google Flourish, Facebook and all these companies, I have friends who work at Google. And I went to their office and it is amazing what they have. They can spend, I think, 20 percent of their time to do whatever they want to do. If they want to come out of a meeting and go into a music room and play the instruments, there's a music room there. All food is available. They have time to be creative. You can you can uh, there's breakout rooms everywhere, coffees, drinks, alcohol. Everything's provided for you now. The generation coming through has seen companies offer that service, and these are companies that are very, very successful. I think we're kind of in this in between where where we've we've been told all our lives you need to work hard to get to where you want to be, but then on the flip side we're seeing that actually there's other options flexible working you can do that and still perform well at your job. You can work from home and still get things done so I think for us, being in this middle period is 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 a challenge, but I was reflecting about my own. Journey. So, my work life balance once I started a job um, was trying to base it all around energy. So, from a work standpoint or life standpoint, what activities at work give me more energy and what takes it away? And from a personal standpoint, when I'm outside of work, because work takes up a lot of my time, I want to make sure I'm doing things that help me feel recharged and give me the energy to keep operating. So from a personal standpoint, where I got a lot of energy from was traveling. So even if I'm working Monday to Friday like crazy hours, I always made sure on the weekend I was traveling somewhere, had something planned, as Daniel was saying, which you can work towards, um, and also socializing with friends. So that's something that gave me a lot of energy. So I needed to make sure these were planned so I can recharge to that sense. Now, from a work standpoint, if if it got to a stage where I was in a role and I wasn't enjoying it and I realized that actually this isn't giving me as much any energy anymore, I know it's easier to say than done, but then I'd start to think, okay, I've, I've probably achieved as much as I can in this role. I need to change jobs. So trying to balance the, the energy between the two, I think is, is important. And if people understand what gives them more versus what takes it away, then once you have that down to your personal preference, then you can, uh, you can kind of work off that.
0: No, for sure. No, I agree. Like, uh, it's yeah, I think what P said is you got to realize that it spikes in your life, yep, yeah. It's gonna be crazy times where you're gonna to have to work hard. You, when you're starting off your career, if you want that level of acceleration, you're going to need to maybe you prioritize, sacrifice something. sacrifice something, you need to sacrifice something and prioritize the work element of it. I think now I'm at a stage where I feel like this the last year year and a half. It's been my best balance. Mm -hmm. If I'm honest, like I think for the first five years of after graduating, my life wasn't balanced. Like, Mm -hmm. number one priority was work. Um, Relationships was um, suffered friendships, um, other stuff suffered. Um, This time I feel like I have and the company I work, the company I work for and the team that I work for give me that right balance. But I think the reason why I call it, maybe I'm using the wrong balance, but integration. Because yeah, I
3: still do long hours. I, I wouldn't, yeah. I just quickly got early, just because uh, I know words are powerful. I wouldn't use the word suffered. I would just say that work was a priority. And no, I'd
1: say relationship
3: doing. suffered. But
1: but do you think those
0: relationships were a priority at the time, though? No, but that's the, yeah. So it wasn't a priority because I
3: prioritized work,
2: but something has to give because when you get the pen really yeah,
3: but, but then you say suffered like um I don't know if, maybe because if it, like it was
2: detrimental out.
3: yeah okay no it's, it's, it's just a, it's the
0: fact about it it's, it's suffered like there's some relationships that you can obviously keep because let's say for example if P says oh I'm busy for a month two months a year we'll understand it and when we get back together it's like nothing's changed yeah but you can't always do that with all your relationships and yeah, so um but I was also, at that time I was, I understood that that's how it was gonna be. So, um, and I'll say this period of my life, I've been able to get the right balance based on the integration method. So how do I integrate my life? So I would get into the office at like eight, 8.30 and I'll go to the gym. So I'll start my day off going to the gym because luckily I've got a gym in my office. I get to my desk around 9.30, 10. So, uh, mm. Yeah, I'll be honest, I get to my desk at 9:30 10.
2: Because why do I, can I block, talk about them Instagram I, posts? I
0: <laughs> block my I block my calendar so like in the morning I know that I'm not gonna have any meetings, and sometimes because I work a lot with the US, a lot of my clients are based in the US, later I know that's gonna be later in the afternoon. Mm. So then I work um at lunchtime I might spend half an hour or whatever on one of my side hustles, so beyond my um, computer working on side business, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Then I'll work and I'll stay into the office until maybe six, seven. So I'll make sure that um because one thing I like to do that also is the fact that the traffic and everything, I don't like to drive during rush hour. So why spend an hour in traffic where you can stay an extra hour and only spend half an hour getting home? So I stay later and on a Thursday, for example, I'll st- no, not Thursday, sorry, Tuesday, I'll stay into office in the office until eight p.m. Because I play football at nine p.m. So I'm like let me just stay in the office and just catch up on the hours that maybe I've missed because of the morning. Yeah. And, but I love it because I feel like I've got complete balance. I'm able to see friends. I'm able to do side hustles. I'm able to work out. Everything's integrated. And it's maybe not the traditional nine-to-five, which if I was on a fixed nine-to-five, I probably would have hated. And I'd be like, oh, I don't have work-life balance, where right now I work longer hours than that, but because I'm able to integrate
2: everything. That's, that's what I'm, I'm trying life. to say, that you have a company that allows that because not every organization company or every role should i say would allow you to stay start work at 10 o'clock they'll never say no for you to stay longer in your office, but they'll the yes
1: um, office but i work. think do you feel like
0: <laughs> also <laughs> it's because so i agree with you some roles you can't do that for example if you're a doctor or whatever and you need to be in that you can't be scrolling strolling in at 10 but i feel like there's there are a lot of roles that do but people just don't stand up and talk exactly and people are
3: afraid because some I mean, people do FaceTime You know, you know the other problem? Go on,
1: sure. Now, I was just going to just to add that I think I, I lean a bit more with Olu on, on this particular part because if you're doing a job that doesn't give you that flexibility, and just coming back to the energy part, if it doesn't give you that flexibility and you know that you need to have that flexibility, you want to come into the office at 10 and leave later sometimes. Or as Olu was saying, have a few mornings where you can go to the gym. If that is something that gives you energy and being in the office at nine or eight doesn't, then I think it's down to the individual. If the company doesn't want to be flexible and you've raised this point, then if it's really important to you, then you should try to try to find another job otherwise um otherwise you're not really not really helping helping yourself i mean you can raise it ask the company i want to have it and if they still don't give it to you and it's something that's very very important to you as an individual then you have to have to just look elsewhere
0: and it's one of those yeah, that like we yeah, have I'm, so much I'm choice sure. and i hate that it's like a lot of times we feel like we're stuck in a particular role or job yeah and so many times it's like okay they, this company does not meet my needs in terms of flexibility and mm-hmm hours and understanding okay apply for another job mm. like other companies might offer it obviously like I say there's some roles where there's no flexibility if you are a doctor and you mm. need to be in the hospital at a certain time and leave at a certain time
3: you mm. can't be like oh I'm in the gym when there's a yeah, yeah. patient that needs you there's oh, probably, some roles <laughs> you, know, you, know, you, know you know one of the issues with this with this uh, conversation is the fact that we are compartmentalizing work and and outside of work life and so what we're basically saying we're basically we're basically alluding to as soon as i get to my desk uh it's dead i don't want to be there and i think <laughs> and i think this is the issue if yeah. why can't we start to look at it from a sense of from the moment i wake up to the moment i sleep i get the most out of my day to yeah. point, i'm able to use my energy where i need to use it so if you if you have a great morning routine and you get yourself to the gym and then you and then you get to the office but once you get to the office if you've got things that you've scheduled that you that you can do that are also related to your personal life plus get work done i think i think the issue that that will help i think the issue is seeing it as well that's work and that's my life Mm -hmm. and whenever Mm -hmm. i'm at work i don't Mm -hmm. like it so i want to just because otherwise what you do is you despise it and and from the moment you're there you've got you've got a screw face from the moment you leave and that's not helping either yourself nor the company so Mm -hmm. and let's also keep in mind that we're supposed to be adding value to ourselves and all sorts of organizations that we're working for. So, whereas we're supposed to be, the magic is supposed to happen from nine till five. Mm-hmm. So, why are we kind of um, looking forward to sort of going home or, or wanting that home time? And when I get home at eight, I don't really have much of an evening, man, because I got to be I got to be in bed by ten. Or you know what? I'm going to stay up till one because I don't mm-hmm. feel like I had much of an evening. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I think the, the question is. From the moment we wake up to the moment we sleep, how can we make the most of our day, with or without work?
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like some
0: people, like after work, I'm like, why don't you just go out? Like, there's some people that rush to go home, and I'm like, what do you? What, what are you rushing home for? What are you rushing home to do? And it's like, oh, and I'm
1: like,
0: I'm like, yo, you want to work-life balance? Let's say, for example, advice for your friend would be like, during the week, yeah, is she able to get? stay out later in terms of meet up with a friend, go to a museum, go to an exhibition, do something after work, where it, you it takes Atlanta. you outside of that routine of... It's
2: Atlanta. Where are you going to go at Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta. I've, I lived in Atlanta oh, wow. for
0: eight months. Where did you go? There's, there's a lot to do in Atlanta.
3: <laughs> I'm
0: sure so- <laughs> I love my time in Atlanta. <laughs> oh, did you?
1: Oh, did you? That K O that yeah. K O D annual fee. Olu, Olu did you. I don't I don't know about K O D or all those places. I'm talking
0: Olu,
3: about
0: galleries. Oh yeah, what
3: yeah. Olu was out like there charging fees because there's lots of there's lots of different exhibitions out there that are very entertaining. I support I support artists, all
0: artists. Yeah, <laughs> of Alright, cool. Say nothing. Say nothing,
1: say nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Okay no but on a serious note
2: no but no but okay no but oh yeah you can do things afterwards, but how but if work is like sometimes work is mentally draining that you're physically tired or mentally tired that it's a struggle to even drive home you don't always have that same yeah that, that drive to do it but then i was going to say it all comes down to doing something you enjoy doing and the reason i yeah, said yeah, it is exactly um we have two friends who are both lawyers at both um, at yeah, quite senior not- levels mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I remember talking to I was talking to um, one of them they're, they're a married couple and he said he gets into work for about 8.30 and then he'll leave about 6 to go and pick up their, their, their children but then he'll get back at home and he'll work from about mm. 8 or so they'll have dinner together, he work from 8 to about midnight
1: Yeah,
2: and then he's up again at 5 and doing a routine for the next day weekends he said he tries or Sundays he won't work but Saturdays at some point he'll work Mm. and then um, his wife she starts she gets she's a bit more flexible Um, well she gets to office maybe about 9 30 10 she'll leave the office about eight or so or sorry seven six get home but then she'll work till about one two in the morning and then on Saturdays she works from about 6 p.m to midnight and then Sundays again she'll work in the evening and I was like, how, with, with two kids, I was like, how do you do it? Because for me, it was like, I thought mine was tough, but then hearing what they do, well, they obviously love their job, they, That's the profession they've chosen, and what they really enjoy doing, but it just comes about managing your time effectively, making sure, you know, they spend time as a family, they have dinner as a family, but also, they are very, also, they knew that they were both very dedicated to their jobs and their work, but it's something they enjoy doing. So, mm-hmm. although it's, time-consuming especially with traveling like every other week to um for work Mm. they've managed between themselves to come to some balance Balance. i'm sure to to or as people say some harmony
1: but i think that's the key the key point daniel is that is is the person who's viewing this challenge are they really in because with work you're spending a big proportion of your life doing it right so if you're not enjoying it then something needs to needs to be changed because how many times have we done something that we love and we don't even look at the clock and time just flies the other the other day me and Pabila were talking about property stuff and we're both waking up just before 5 a.m and we're talking and then we started talking at say 11 11 p.m next thing you know it's half one and we didn't even realize how late it got oh and really we,
2: really yeah. i've got a question do you love this
1: podcast yeah, yeah, I love it. Love it, love oh, it. That's you know what I love doing. That's you know what I love doing. I love doing. I love doing video edits. That's what I love, bro.
3: That's what I love. That's what no, I no, love, no, it, bro. The thing is, the thing is, it's not, <laughs> the thing is not, only, not only about um does it, does it, do you enjoy it, but does it fill you up? Because it, it's, yeah. it's also very difficult. Again, it's about managing expectations and I don't want to make it, I, I wouldn't want to tell someone you always do what you enjoy because it's not always possible. But, yeah, yeah. Can you find? Can you how find how many the, people actually do what they enjoy? It's very few. The thing is, yeah. you can enjoy parts of what you do, but to yeah. to enjoy it as a whole is very difficult. But what right. I will say is, mm-hmm. does does is what you're doing filling you up? You everybody knows when they're being challenged in the right direction and it's actually helping them grow as a person. And I think if that's happening, um, that's actually a great place to be. If if you're not and you're thinking, and and you feel like. Um, you're not in the place where it is helping you. The other way to look at it to maybe not feel so bad is just keep in mind that not only are you wasting your time, but you're wasting the company's time. Right. And so it's a good way to look at it. it's a two it's a two-way street. So it's obviously worth exploring options and, and moving to another corporation if you feel where you are now doesn't satisfy whatever needs you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Because also if I'm hiring you as a person, I wouldn't want to keep you if I know you're not fully engaged. Mm-hmm. So it's a mutual, it's a mutual uh feeling Mm. Mm. i think daniel with
0: with the friend where you said um what if they don't have the mental they're mentally drained um i'll say listen to your body so there are certain times where yes you should go back home relax unwind and mentally disconnect but i would also say you'll be surprised how doing something that you enjoy can actually help you mentally to relax, so let's take for example. I could be completely drained, physically drained from work, mentally drained from work, and Tuesday night when I hit that football pitch at nine pm, <laughs> <laughs> I could get cool. a it
1: yeah, <laughs> I, 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 have I, have had, I had, I had. <laughs> Olu, Olu is a combination of Oberfemi Martins and Yakubu. So and a little bit of Kanu. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of Can he Can he win? No, Canu. he Can he Kanu in 2019
3: uh, or Kanu back me. in the night? Canu in oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No way. No way. Kanu <laughs> <laughs> got <laughs> finesse cards. You're not an nah, He's, <laughs> He's got that <an> R2. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that R2 cut. I don't even got that But no, on a realness, like <laughs> by
0: finding a hobby that you could do after work, you'll realize how mentally that could help you sort of recharge. So I would still encourage your friend like, okay, yes, I understand that you're doing 10 hours, 12 hours day shifts. Uh, but how do you integrate your life? So what do you do on your lunch, that one hour break? Mm. Are you just sitting in the office, etc.? And then also I asked the person, don't be afraid to change the culture in your company in terms of mm. FaceTime. So what mm. it sounds like she mentioned was that it sounds like it's part of the culture where people stay on to 8 PM or stay on to late. And I asked her the question, does she truly have work to do to stay on to that time? Because, I remember when I was a consultant, I, some people used to give me a hard that, time. Where, is, where,
2: is she, yeah. She's at a management consultancy. So yeah, there you go.
0: No, because when I was a consultant, there would be people that would just stay in the office for the sake of staying in the office. And I used to get frustrated. <laughs> like, the office, yeah. No, you don't know how much. I remember one time, yeah, we had a presentation to the CEO. Oh, you look, you know? look, you look
3: disgusted, man. No,
0: nah, because so, this is the area where culturally needs to change. Like, it needs to be, we need Mm. to start looking at people based on their output versus how much time they spend in the office. And I remember one time we were, we had a CEO presentation. So we're all in Atlanta doing crazy hours, crazy Mm. hours. Um, And it was like 1 p.m. No, sorry, 1 a.m. It was 1 a.m. 1 a.m. I'd been in the office all day, 1 a.m. We're back in office again the next day at like like 7, 8. So day 1 a.m., I finished everything I'm going to do. Yeah, finished everything, slides, order, analysis, etc. I stand up to be like, okay, cool. It's time the rest of the people there, I was like, okay, it's time for me to dip. One of the managers was like, Oh, where are you going? I looked at the time. Was... <laughs> <laughs> the cheek. Yeah, he's like, he's like, where you He was like, where you go? If we, if we, go, if we go the toilet. <laughs> I looked at I my bag. I had, I had my bag on. I was like, <laughs> See you guys later.
1: Um
0: 1 a.m. He was like, Where are you going? I was like, where do you, where do you think I I'm don't going? Want to as well. I was like, well, it's 1 a.m. Where do you think I'm going? Like, I'm going home to like sleep. Wait, is this
1: was this in Atlanta? I mean, at one, 1 a. M. M. There's a few places <laughs> that you can <could> go to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm going, I'm going home to sleep. And the guy was like to me, Oh, um, have you finished what you did like the and I was like, Yeah, yeah, I've sent it to you. Here is all my thing. Done you quickly looked at, it. he's like, okay, cool. He's like, ah, oh, we can find more things for you to do. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God. I was like, I was like you could find more things to do for anyone. Like if I were to work 24 seven, I could work 24 seven. You could... <laughs> so I said always to, him, work to
2: do.
1: Yeah.
0: There's always work to do. So I was like, look, this is a priority. This is what needs to be done. I'm out. I left. I went, came back the next day, had like the thing. And like, I just kept going on with it. And I realized that unless you're willing to, Stand up, take a stand. Yeah, 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 people yeah, yeah. are gonna take, people are just gonna take advantage from you, yeah. And I remember some people in my workplace used to say, Oh, Olu doesn't work, like, and I was like, No, I just can't stay in the office where people are cracking jokes at 8 9 pm, laughing and not like not doing the work that they need. Like, being in this office is not, times, this is not fun, like, yeah, it's not yeah, fun yeah. to be here. Like, so, don't so, do FaceTime, man. I'm not a fan of FaceTime. A uh, quick
3: question, Olu, just to, so, to, to help me validate a point that manager. Does he have a family or does she have a family? But you remember when we were consulting, what happened is, which was what a company,
0: which lots of companies do is you, they move you around. So we were all in Atlanta for a four months period. So you're not there with your family or friends. Right. So, you're so when you're away friends. from your family or friends, you feel like the only thing that you have to do is work, work, work. And you just mm. dive into work. Mm. And I'm like, I'm like, yes, I'm all for going through periods of time. Cause I remember that whole week, that whole week. Yeah. Was a crazy week where we're leaving the office. I want, like, I remember Friday night. Yeah, a few of my friends messaged me and they're like, Yo, Olu, um, do you want to go out? And I was like, Yo, I'm drained, man. I've been, I'm like, I'm drained. I, I just, I'm drained. Like, this week has been, and they were like, No, 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 you need to come out. So I end up going out, um, go out, go to the club, I end up crashing on someone's sofa, just like completely falling asleep on someone so far on a saturday morning i get a phone call at nine nine a.m saying hey olu we sent you a bunch of emails if you can you respond to the to the slides nah,
3: that's
1: was like, that's was like,
3: really but, but that, that's the thing that's a very extreme it's a very extreme but situation. also i understood that
0: that was that was a, a period of time so i went yeah. through that week but there was other times where i would leave the office at four whatever like if there's nothing to do i'm a i'm a I'm a fun believer in there's nothing to do. I'm not staying in this office and just pretending like I'm, I've got stuff yeah, to do. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I'm going to go
0: and go out, go to an art gallery, go to this place, do like live life because I, you got to have that balance or integration where you're like, okay, this is a week, two weeks where I know it's going to be crazy mm-hmm. next two weeks or whatever. is not going to be crazy. So I'm not going to just be sitting in the office and doing FaceTime. So I go back to what was my point and is get your friend to also challenge the system But when I say challenge the system, it needs to be based on results as well. Like if you're someone that's not getting your work done, but still leaving at five, four, whatever, then that can't run. But if you are getting your responsibilities and going above and beyond, and because you're being productive, then feel free to leave and go. Because I remember when I was a manager, what I would do is I would leave because I would allow my team to feel like they don't have to stay around. They don't have to stay around. So I will pack my bag at like six and leave because I didn't want to be that guy that's just staying there. Even though I had work to do, i go back to my hotel room and do it. But I didn't want him to feel like they had to stay there just because I was in the office. But if I had an uh, employee in my team who wasn't showing the results, we'll sit down and say, hey, like I've been flexible with <laughs> you, but you're not showing the results. So you can't be picking up your bag, leaving at five or whatever if you're not showing the results sort of thing. So yeah, it's about breaking that...
3: FaceTime. yeah the other tip um daniel for your friend uh to keep in mind not only for her career now but throughout her time um and for all of us is it's also it's also worthwhile not only when you pick your company or who you what which company you want to work for but the manager who you who you work under because mm. if you want more of a let's say work-life balance or work-life harmony go with someone who has a family because that helps uh, or someone who's very outgoing who also prioritizes Sports because if you do it as well then then it's it's that person can better defend you and it can also bring you along so but where where I think it can be tricky is if you sometimes work for people where they don't have a family uh they're not really interested in doing things outside work, your life can become a product and of their work
2: is life and work is life for them some people yeah like, work is they just ident the work is their identity mm. okay, thank you. I'll pass that off. She'll listen. She'll hear it, and she'll give feedback. So, sure, yes. anything you want to add or say?
1: Um, no, I was, just, I was just actually reflecting. Just to, just on the flip side, because I feel like all of us have said we've worked long times in like a, a for a long period of time in a job, and we hated it. But I was thinking when I was in Japan, um, I got a lot of energy of the fact that I was in a new job, I was in a new country, and I was learning a lot of things. But there was some days in the month, I know I've had conversations with Pabila about it, where I was working like a madman, where I'd come into the office at 8, 9am, and I'd work all the way through until 4am the next day, go home, sleep for like an hour, change my shirt, shower, and go back to the office. Now, when I reflect back, obviously, that's a crazy thing to do. And that's there's no balance at all, especially Monday to Friday, to do things like that. But because I really enjoyed the work, and I was learning a lot, and I had all this other new experience around me i actually didn't it, it wasn't like i was sat in the office thinking oh, John, i hate being here because i actually enjoyed it so mm-hmm. just to just to say that even if uh, you're doing a job of course you're not going to enjoy 100 percent of the time but if you can change or switch something if you're really not enjoying it, it does make a big difference cool cool so should we conclude
2: I think daniel any last words yeah i would just say have something in the week that just you look forward to, or that can give you a change of environment. For me, it was the cinema, but everyone has something. You could be, it could be sport, like only playing football, but just do something that's different to your routine that allows you just to unwind and just to relax and take your mind away from work.
3: Relax.
2: You laugh for the cinema, but trust me, I'm cinema to story, the, I cinema story. I can Until you've been to the cinema by yourself, don't talk to me because, it's because you when you go to, you go to the you're cinema, why asking. do you want to? Why do you want to talk? Why do you want someone next to you to ask you what just happened? What happens next? I'm watching the same film as you. Be no, quiet. My
0: problem is not you go to cinema no. by yourself. I've been to the cinema myself. My problem is going to cinema to sleep.
2: <laughs> you've tried it. Have you, Has anyone tried it? Has anyone been to the cinema no, and slept? No, no. I have. Trust me. It's I, beautiful.
3: So, There's reason, even, no purpose. The you have a bed at home. Why
2: don't you go to Yeah, no, bed? no. Listen, P, when you're in a cinema, all blacked out room, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> when you've eaten and you've got a you've got a drink, you got one of them Tango slush puppy things, yeah. What kind of alcohol? I, I thought you meant alcohol. No, 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 no. no. I'm driving. And then you got extra legroom seat, and you got the. Oh mattress. my! Listen, um, it's so how nice. How does that beat your? How does that beat your bed? Because it's a different position. You're sitting up, right. So you know when it's like, no, you just sit down and you want sleep. No, 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 no. P, P, I'm P. On P. On no, no. On I'm on we on never, I'm we never, no, <laughs> I'm not talking about a nap. Not asleep when you're on your bed, horizontal. It's the nap slightly reclined, and you just nod off. And you're gone.
1: <laughs> Daniel, can not I nap. just just, Just for the listeners, and I'm sure they're curious as well. When was the last Because it sounds like you were missing that experience, man. When was the last time you went to the cinema <laughs> on your own and you had that nap? Because it sounds like it's been a couple of years now. Yes, we before I got not- married. If he doesn't know exactly... Before, that's before I got married,
2: but I know some people that run away from there, like, well, I'll just go to the cinema and watch, watch a film. But it's like... Run away, <laughs> you
1: know. Run away. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, no, But But even even with Melissa, I've yeah. been to the cinema on multiple occasions and fallen asleep. Not because I haven't looked forward to the film. <laughs> Have you got... until you, until you I've got to the point where you're watching something, your eyes are closing, and I thought, I said to myself, from now on, I'm not going to fight it. Yeah, Jesus, take sleep. me now.
3: <laughs> I would just, I, would just, I
2: would just sleep. I, I think there was, there was one film. It was La La Land. Ten minutes in, I was out. I woke towards the end. Everyone was clapping, so I just joined in. <laughs> does, does the uh, listener know to wake you up? Now she knows. Yeah, you yeah she knows you. to wake me up, and I tell her if I start snoring, just nudge me. Oh, but yeah. I think it's only once I've started snoring. <laughs>
3: exactly. you? The more I visualize it, the more it
1: just looks sad, man.
2: <laughs>
3: no, but you give new energy. Me. Give new
1: no, energy. Unless we, unless we've tried it, we can't comment like that, please. Yeah, it's we like a two-hour nap. I stopped
3: no, going I think, to the cinema after ten PM because of no, that. I think, I think what I'm saying is you're tired. I understand that. And and why did not you go to go home no, and go to
2: bed? Okay, man? okay, sorry, sorry maybe, maybe I'm not giving the full picture. You're not okay. I haven't been to the cinema intentionally tired and thinking I'm going to sleep. I've never had ah, that. okay. But so you know, you know when you've been say you've been busy, busy, busy and then you sit down, that's when your body then realises that it's tired. Like, you could be (laughs) out all day, then you get on the train home, and you fall asleep on the train. Mm. I'd be out busy all week. I finally sat still, I'm now my brain is switching off and just relaxing. My body now feels as though it needs to rest, and then I fall asleep. Mm. I haven't gone to the cinema, I'm like, yeah, two-hour nap in the back. It's more of, I'm looking forward to the film, and sometimes I've been annoyed because I'm looking forward to the film, but then I just fall asleep. Whew. So yeah, I haven't got a book. Um, the book, if you want to find the book, go on netflix.com, log into my account. Yeah, 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 go yeah, to... yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Are you serious right now? Are you serious right now?
2: say <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no, when, when,
1: gonna... when I tried this with When They See Us, I was like, oh, we'll do another episode. That episode never came and I had to think of a book review on the spot. <laughs> so I hope you treat okay. this the same way.
2: Okay, so no, um, it's not Top Boy, but it's not a book. Um, it does fit quite well into what we've been discussing. And I I don't know on Netflix. There's a documentary series, and it's called Inside Bill Gates. Has anyone watched it yet?
1: Yes, I started I've watching. Tra- I've seen the trailer for that. It looks good. Okay, I so watched it's three-
0: first episode,
2: the first episode. So it's a three part um not, uh, Netflix docu series, and it's called Inside Bill's Brain: Decoding Bill Gates. And I watched that this week actually, um, because we've been talking about a lot about work life balance and well anyone that's kind of influential instrumental whether it be Warren Buffett Bill Gates or whoever it's always nice to see you know what they were like you know in their upbringing how have mm-hmm. they become in you know to our perception of success successful yeah and you know how do they manage their time what are their relationships been like with their with their spouse family and how did they become what they are now because we know it's not overnight it's a series of habits done well executed daily in order to achieve where they are now. So, you know, I, I watched this and I definitely didn't expect to find so much information about Bill um, because I don't think it was, you know, we hear a lot about him, but not because of, you know, it's more um, linked to Microsoft, etc. cetera. And one thing you find out is he had a huge interest in, you know, diarrhea.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, diarrhea. diarrhea.
2: Because he was, he didn't understand why I think so he many people at, were dying from, so yeah. many people were dying from diarrhea and typically in poverty areas. So uh, in Africa, in Asia, I didn't understand how for him, just diarrhea, which is easily curable in the West, people were suffering and dying from it. And, you know, as you find out, I don't want, I, I want to go into detail, but also I don't, because people may not have watched it and are watching it or want to watch it. But he talks about, the you know, from being on, you know, various trips, you know, like latrines, um, so um, sanitation, um, diarrhea, polio. And he really wants to put an end to such challenges in third world countries. And it's put in a spotlight in, you know, for the first time in my eyes from Bill. And even at the same time, it talks about his relationship with his mum and how he was as a child. Mm. And you learn very quickly that he was very rebellious and very antisocial. At, I think he he mentioned for months he wouldn't speak to his to anyone to his family. He'll be locked in his room, and he would just be reading books. That's all he loved to do: read books. His his sister described his room as a complete mess. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just it's just just going into this information about him. So yeah, about his mum, he didn't have a close relationship with his mum in his early years. And it was complicated by his beh- behavior and then you later on in the episode and as the series goes by you you understand the impact that his mum had on his development into functioning into society because without her, I don't think he would be the person he is today and in each episode it kind of contrasts the different things or aspects of his you know history and relationship along with his focus on modern day philanthropy and they often bounce around. I think that this might be deliberate because in his mind it's described as very chaotic and he likes his mind or his wife, uh, Melinda describes his mind as being very chaotic. Um, and it talks about his starting of Microsoft, how he went to Harvard, he you know didn't finish and how he started Microsoft at 20. And from a very early age, he was advising a lot of older people going to interviews and things for, to help on uh complex situations and then two people turn up and they like realize these two are kids but mm-hmm. they were given time of day to understand and he was given a challenge one summer of he went to an all-boys the scheduling, school. scheduling. So yeah, yeah. They, yeah the scheduling so they integrated it from the boys to have girls as well but then there were certain criteria that certain teachers couldn't teachers couldn't teach for four lessons in a row people had these options history or physics was compulsory Certain, you know how you when you choose your options at school, you have the schedule of putting into blocks and this was all done by hand. But then as they got more students, it got very problematic. Mm-hmm. So he was then tasked, you know, that like, said, Bill, can you solve something? Then it got two weeks before the term and he hadn't done anything yet. Well, he had tried something, but it failed. Mm-hmm. Then he helped. He asked another friend to help um, and they managed to do it quickly other schools were asking him to do something other businesses were help asking them to come and solve complex situations for them programmatically so mm-hmm. you learn about how he you know how he developed as a child and um one thing that stood out to me was oh, i've got some things written down he has something called a think week so yep. these think weeks he started in the early 90s where he would go away in washington hudson not hudson rivers new york um, somewhere in Washington I forgot the name and he would take a load of technical papers and books and really read about the future really read about how to tackle situations and the future and he would see this as like a CPU like this is his processing time and in everything he's reading it's a bit of code into solving the problem and he loves these things because He's, you know, as I said, very much chaotic. But this was his time to, as Mel- Melinda described, is to sit down and think. And this is when he came up with his best ideas. That's amazing. And he's and he carried it on. So now he thinks of his whole life as a think week rather than just those periods of time during the week. And one thing that's remarkable and astonishing is he's able to read 150 pages in one hour. And he, <laughs> you're jealous. I can't even tell to...
3: it's, all about,
0: yeah, but it's all about the technique.
2: So, yeah,
0: that's true. Yours is just look at the front page and the last page,
2: right? <laughs> so, he would read like 300, 400 page, page books in a couple of hours, like two hours. And I think <laughs> another friend of his described his retention rate as 90%. Like Ooh, he would retain, retain all that information. And even like he people said that he'll go into conversations with people that he's not an expert in, but he'll know more about the. About it than you, and this is just how this is just how he is.
3: Yeah, let's, and, let's not. um I mean, the, the guy, the, the guy is special. I'm, I'm not saying he's not. Yeah, but, let's, but like any, everything is just your level of practicing. So if you're, if he yeah, he's exercising his brain to, to do so. Exactly, exactly. So,
0: and it started um, from him, like you mentioned, his childhood, where he would lock himself in his room and just read books. Yeah, so yeah. if you weren't doing that as a child, obviously you're not capable of doing it now. Yeah. But because he's, had you catch
1: up, playing. you catch up a little bit. A little bit. 150, <laughs> so wait, 150 pages and 60 minutes.
2: Yeah, 150 pages and wow, 60 minutes. So loaded, uh, loaded. Like, new benchmark. even I think grow, <laughs> growing up as a child, growing up as a child, I think he used to just chew pencils because he was just reading <laughs> and just chewing pencils. You know how some people just bite something? It would yeah. just be chewing pencils. And when it, you know, it gives to him to how he started Microsoft, how he met Melinda, that, um, you know, when she was at Microsoft, how he even kind of asked her out on the first date and um, how they had a second date etc and then how he you know proposed he it got to the stage where it was either they were going to get married or they were just going to go their separate ways because at that point he was focused so much on microsoft microsoft was really his everything and he's put all his all into microsoft that it was either to get married or they're going to go their separate ways and it comes back you know i talk about his he's the philanthropic activities he's doing now so he, one of his main aims was to eradicate polio completely. And he noticed that um, in it was eradicated almost completely except in Nigeria. And he saw that the, in fact, as everywhere else, the number of cases of polio would decrease in Nigeria was actually going up. So he, you know, they took a deeper dive into it. They went, he went to Nigeria, he went to the Northern part of Nigeria where it was quite um, quite prevalent. And he, you know, he put teams in place to help reduce this. And as this went down, One thing they found was they didn't have any accurate maps of the north of Nigeria. So when they got um, accurate maps, they saw that some teams, especially on the borders, the borders were where they were affected because people targeted a certain area thought that the other area were doing that border. But then that border, that area thought the other person was doing it. So these borders were actually left untouched. And that's where the number of um, cases of polio were actually increasing. And then, of course, um, in terms of like the terrorism that Boko Haram in Nigeria, this, you know, people that were volunteering were getting killed. Uh, people that were transporting medicine were getting killed. People that, you know, I think a, I remember a single mother of eight who was helping um, give vaccinations to certain people. She was just killed. So this, you know, put a huge halt into them combating it. And he give gave himself six years to do it. And he plugged so much money into doing it off his own money. Um, even when he asked for investment from, I think, high profile universities, no one really responded. Mm. And it even talks about, <laughs> I think, there were him and, you know, in the last episode, we we're talking about health. Him and Warren Buffett were having um, lunch at some cafe or something. <laughs> and these two love their cokes and their sodas, like their fizzy drinks. They love it, they love yeah, it completely. Yeah. And then, then oh, no, real quick, do you think they actually love it or are they just part of the marketing? Oh, they, love no, because, they love it because oh no, 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 no Warren Buffett loves it.
0: Americans love their sodas.
2: Bill, Bill said his fa- his favorite thing is hamburger. He knows that he knew from an early age. He goes, it was so much easier when I knew what my favorite food was." And like throughout the whole docu series, he's just drinking like in his think week. I think there were at one point six empty Can candles. got yeah. c- cokes just there, and yeah, him and Warren is were it the, having. Is it,
1: is it is it the red coke or like diet coke? Or it or? was
2: no, it was like some special kind of coke. It was like some vintage kind of can, yeah. but in the in when they're having lunch, like they're having burgers, and Warren's just there, like sprinkling salt over his burger, like loads of salt. <laughs> and he's like, he's not stopping. And he's like, it was like, does anyone ever tell you, like, you're putting too much? He goes, Yeah, my daughter gets on to me, she takes pictures of, of me and sends it, send it to my doctors. They're like four of them, and then she'll set that she'll send his doctors pictures of like he's eating or whatever. And he goes, Yeah, the doctors don't say anything anymore because they know I'm not going to listen. But I just say that because we spoke about health the uh, previous um, episode. But yeah, Warren was like, okay, how much do you need? And he was like, okay, cool. So, you know, what are you going like, to you? How do you think you're going to tackle this situation? So they kind of bounce ideas off each other. And also something Bill wants to do is the you know, the the, the, sanit, um, the sanitation, so toilets. So, so it was like the sewage. So he's thought about how to not actually need, use, have waste or how to not use energy, but how to, sorry, not use water to, Sanitize the toilets, or but how to create energy from it to self-function, and the whole idea is completely crazy and so phenomenal that I would encourage you to watch it.
0: For sure, especially uh, the latrine, like the sewage one, is crazy because yeah, obviously with the latrines that we built, and yeah, when we went to um, Lesotho, it reaches a point where it fills up, and now you've just got waste in there and, and it's, it's like stinky waste and, and kids, it's stinky are, playing waste. kids <laughs> are playing around there and obviously in the western society we've got like pipes and everything that will get rid yeah. of
2: the it shows um, the process of what happens when you flush the toilet that new water comes in that water where it goes down the pipes, pipes. the whole place compressed and cetera. how they clean
0: it and everything like that and yeah. they, you don't have that because you don't have the pipe systems in these third world countries and to try and create that is going to cost billions to try and create that infrastructure so it's like how do you create technology to be able
2: to clean it and turn it yeah. into more tenser cases, which yeah. was really interesting. Um, yeah. Um, so this, the whole concept of, you know, why I wanted to talk about it is because in the docu series, you find out about his work-life balance in terms of the hours he used to spend at work, the hours he was used to, um, what he used to do to downtime. So he loves tennis and he played tennis. He, his parents used to play tennis. And Melinda said everything that um, Bill's parents, they did everything together. So they will play tennis together, and I think at one point he said that he spent eight hours one day just playing tennis. Um, so he loves, you know, as a, when he was growing up as a family, I think he said him and and other and ten other families would have this whole like, is it like a or was it was like a resort or like this whole kind of resorts themselves, and they'll just yeah, they rent out like holidays. a resort and there's
0: like yeah. lots of different competitions. And ten families, like, they'll do different yeah.
2: competitions, and which stuff. I thought
0: was so dope.
2: I yeah. Really, I thought that was really nice as well. So it talks about him working so hard, but also it come it brings Melinda into it. Like, how did you cope with it? How did you manage, you know, Bill's ethos of working so hard? Because he didn't understand people not having the same work ethic as him
1: mm. until we had to take
2: a step back and realise not everyone is like him. Like, it even comes to the point where they said that he is somewhat, sometimes difficult to work with because he'll be like, He'll say something like, that's the most stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and then an hour later, he'll say it again. And they're like thinking, Bill, but you said an hour ago that was the most stupidest thing. Are you sure this thing is more, more stupid than the previous things? Yeah, I'm sure. And like, he didn't understand. he Because of his mind and how he works, he's very chaotic. And someone said, Bill sees every single problem. like a, He sees life like a, um, things in his brain as an Excel Excel spreadsheet. Everything has a spot. So he's trying to address all of these things. He doesn't try and tackle one thing at a time. He likes the chaotic mind. He likes to try and solve multiple things at this simultaneously. And just to conclude, like I spoke about his mum. So unfortunately, his mum died of cancer. Um, I think it was a June after he got married. And his mom really helped him um get into society, you know, by how he would speak and his just whole demeanour and later on you find out you know how impactful his mum was on his life that i think he got um he got told yeah his his mum passed away and this is when he had moved out of home at a young age and then um he was driving to the f- his where his parents lived and i think he said he was speeding his speeding, speeding then blue lights came on police pulled him over and he just said i'm going home my mum's died and he just First, he just breaks down in tears, wow. and I think he said they asked him, "Bill, you know what's been the worst day of your life?" And he ponders for a few moments, and he said, "It was the day my mum passed away." So you really understand the impact that his mum had on him. From even though it was quite difficult at the start, how it changed and developed. And lastly, to touch on is the Melinda and Bill Gates Foundation that we all know and Warren I think was the first investor of it, of giving, of pledging X amount of his wealth to it, is I think for them, it was quite challenging because everyone saw it as Bill's idea. It was Bill, 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 Melinda Gates Foundation, but Bill was the, you know, he's the spearhead of it. And it was then Bill, you know, Melinda said to Bill, said, but Bill, everyone's talking about you. And then they had a conversation. It was like, okay, you can either be It was like she said i can either be in his shadow or i can get out more and be more vocal so that's what she did she got out more and started doing things about empowering empowering women saying that you know if you really want to be if you want to change society change things in the world you have to empower women because that's how things start it's by empowering women because i think it's fair to say women when they go for something are more passionate about it than men um and I will. T- I will last. I'll end on how the docu series ended, and it was a quote or something that um, Mary Bill's mum said. Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. Just, oh, sorry. Just, yeah, sorry.
3: Uh, let me just let's just pause on that one for a second. Just just let that one set. You said, "When women usually when they go for something, they're more passionate about things than men."
2: Yeah, they're more on fire for things than men are. I think it's and. I think also as men, we don't realise that as men, we like to take the lead on things. But if you've, I know I have, but if you ever give like your spouse or a woman something to do, they do it pretty damn well. They do it very well. And you see like even, I say like, you see see like Barack Obama, he empowers Michelle. And I think for me as a husband, you have to empower your wife. You have to empower your significant other. She, well, Melissa has to empower me, but also I have to empower her because there are so many great qualities that she has that are not, might not naturally come up, but need to be kind of. You have to push them to sometimes put them in uncomfortable situations for them to really to release that imprisoned splendor. And once you do it, boy, you'll see how 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 much they can fly. Like think about Barack and Michelle. Since he's been no longer been president, who do you hear more about? Michelle or Barack.
1: Yeah, Michelle's a legend as yeah. so. well. Yeah.
2: And you know, not to say that she was she was in the shadow. She's always been powerful, but she's mm. even more powerful now. Yeah. And something something Mary said. Um
3: this is this is very deep. What, why did Bill why did Bill say that? Why did he say it starts with empowering women?
2: No, Melinda said that. Melinda, his wife, his wife. Melinda, his wife said that. His wife said that. But he completely agrees. Because, uh, uh, just to, to go back a bit, um, when Melinda started, I think Melinda started studied maths, I think, if I remember correctly. She was, uh, I think, one of the first females in Microsoft. She started at 23. And she was the youngest in that kind of group of what they were doing. Everyone else was like 28. She had finished he done her master's, done this, done that. And... She was like the youngest. She was like really like she was precocious. She was really good at what she did. And she was just flying. She was very focused. And there were qualities in her that could easily have been just kind of squashed. But in Microsoft, she was allowed to fly, she was allowed to grow, allowed to take on challenges and opportunities. So and I think as she like it could be perceived as as she married Bill she's not really good as an individual but really really and truly when she was an individual she was really damn good but then just because she joined bill you kind of think oh yeah it's all about bill forget about melinda she's just there but really and truly when he talks about situations and challenges she really challenges him in a way that he hasn't been challenged Mm -mm. and brings something to the table that he hasn't thought about and then she just like brings a whole different dynamic which Mm. i feel is just is wonderful
0: I think that's great then and I think Daniel you should probably wrap up. I'm just going
2: to yeah I'm not, I'm going to end with what Mary said and this is how the docu series ended and I think it's just appropriate I end it the same way. Each one of us has to start out with developing his or her own definition of success. And when we have these specific expectations of ourselves, we're more likely to live up to them. Ultimately, it's not what you give or what you get. It's what you become. Mm. so that's it oh,
3: cool.
2: so please forgive me that I didn't share a book but I think you know You're this forgiven. is wonderful because P looks like boy
0: hmm, even like um, Daniel people, even with like the latrine one she was like the latrine one she was saying that how okay what are you going to do for like pregnant women or people with kids where they where they're going to look like where they're going to yeah, keep the kids yeah, whilst yeah, they're
2: going yeah, in yeah so yes, yeah, so, so I know we want to wrap, to say she was like when it came to the toilets building like these latrines she was like, women will not use it if someone can see over the top. Yeah. If I'm going and I've got children, I'm not leaving my yeah, child outside uh, yeah. whilst I use the no, toilet. No. There needs to be space for them. All so of these they things, started, he, he started
0: thinking of. about stuff that he hadn't thought of, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Perfect. So, no, please. Cool. So wrap
2: up, Daniel. So up. thank you very much for listening to Work Life Balance. Harmony. Um, Hope you enjoyed it. I hope work you can take harmony. some things. Harmony work Life great. Harmony. Um, I hope you can take some things from it uh, even if you've got anything that's worked for you that you can recommend to us as well, we're all is as always, any feedback, please hit us up on Instagram at Podcast or email us at takeflightpodcast at gmail.com it's been a great week, it's been a pleasure, see you in two weeks time
1: peace take off.